We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 211. Today, I have a very special guest. He has been on the podcast before. He is my right-hand man when it comes to photography and videography with my equestrian style. Ladies and gentlemen, my husband, Ethan Lee. Hello. Thank you for having me again. He is back. If you didn't catch his first episode, 164, he talked all about, I mean, we kind of talked about like how we met and like all of that stuff and then how we kind of got started with MES and um, some tips for equestrian photography. And now, a few weeks ago, episode 207, I talked a little bit about equestrian fitness. And so I thought, um, based on some questions that you had after listening, I thought we would dive a little bit deeper into health and talk a little bit about nutrition. So I have Ethan here because he is a fellow gym junkie, and we are currently in a significant watch of our nutrition in order to accomplish certain goals. So I thought it would be interesting for maybe you to talk about what a year kind of looks like for you in regard to your nutrition, kind of alongside your fitness. Yeah. So I would say the overall kind of overarching uh, nutrition guidelines that I follow can be kind of described as tracking my macros. Mm -hmm. And so that sounds kind of technical and like what, you know, heavy weightlifters do, but it's really just the most scientific kind of like you take away all the, all the hype, all the diets, all the emotion. Yes. All the emotion. (laughs) That's what Ethan always tries to explain to me. He does a really good job of literally taking the emotion out of eating and nutrition and like sticks to the facts. So yeah, for on. me, it's just easier to focus on the numbers. Um, I'm a just a numbers guy in general. My college degree was finance, as an example. And counting your macros is just the science and the numbers behind um, what you're eating and what energy you're putting in your body. As much as we maybe like to follow some crazy, like revolutionary new diet and nutrition ideas, I know there's a lot with keto and I mean, what else? I feel like there's a lot of other kind of like popular things to Mm -hmm. do right now. And we even, I mean, that's kind of looking at specific macronutrients that you take in. Intermittent fasting. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, and something Ethan always reminds me of, is it pretty much is calories in, calories out. Yeah. As, As far as if you're going to gain weight or lose weight. Right. In like a very, very general sense. The broadest terms. Yeah. Right. So we definitely keep that in mind when we focus on our nutrition, because obviously you, the kitchen is 80% of your overall physique, 20% gym time or, you know, fitness. So it's a huge part of what you're trying to do to accomplish, you know, like physical goals or, you know, like trying to be healthy in general. Um, it's definitely a big part of that. So 
We talked a little bit about fitness in episode 207, and I kind of touched on the idea of how I kind of go into a calorie surplus so that I can lift heavier and then go into a calorie deficit so I can get rid of some of that fat that I may have stored during my calorie surplus, but then reveal some of that fat during my calorie deficit. So Ethan, do you want to kind of give everyone a rundown of what we kind of mean by calorie surplus and calorie deficit? Sure. And so it kind of goes into counting your macros. And so macros are short for macronutrients, which are protein, carbohydrates, and fat. And those three are kind of the building blocks to determine the, like basically the amount of those three things in a food determine the amount of calories in a food. And so um, if everything is one of those three categories, you count how many or how much of each of those categories you're getting, which in turn you're counting your calories, which is essentially the amount of energy you're putting into your body. And so if you are working out or, you know, just your body using energy to stay alive, it will, you know, you'll use a baseline amount of calories per day. And if you're eating the same amount of calories that you're spending, your weight is going to stay the same. Um, a calorie surplus would be you are eating more than you need. And so you're going to gain weight. Um, but that can be in the form of stored fat or in the form of muscle growth, typically. Um, or, and like everyone has kind of their number because yeah. everyone, you know, you can't say that someone who spends, you know, their nine to five at a desk versus someone who rides 10 horses a day, that's just going to be a completely different overall intake. So we usually follow apps. We actually use two different apps, um, just kind of based on what we like to use. I use the app called Lose It. It's a free app, um, at least the kind of general baseline usage of it is free. It's like a little orange badge. And it looks like a scale. And it's a little bit more focused toward counting your calories. But there's also an option for you to view the overall food that you're eating as the macronutrient category. So it kind of shows everything and how many grams of each macro that you have taken in. So for us, we don't pay a ton of attention about how much fat and how much carbohydrates we take in. What we try to do, just so that it's not like so much information having to keep track, we try to focus on overall calories, and then we also try to get over a certain amount of grams of protein per day. So for me, like this is just an example, I am trying to lose about a half a pound to a pound a week, and based on my general fitness and everyday lifestyle, i basically put in the calculations and my app lose it. It has the ability for you to just type in your general information, which gives kind of a rough estimate. So like height, weight, age, like kind of fitness level, energy level, kind of what you do in a normal day. And then gives you a general overall caloric amount to adhere to each day. So mine right now is about 1700 calories, which allows me to lose about a pound a week. But then I am also, while staying under that 1,700 limit, I am trying to get over my body weight in grams. And that's kind of like a general rule of thumb. Grams of protein. Yes, exactly. Grams of protein. So I am about 150 pounds, so I try to get over 150 grams of protein a day. Yeah, so the 
getting enough protein is kind of the the key ingredient. Yeah, why do you, you feel why do we feel like that's more important than the other macros? So, I'm not like a nutritional expert right, or neither am I. certified disclaimer. in any of this disclaimer, <laughs> but I have looked into it quite a bit and all the research shows that you need protein as kind of the building blocks to grow muscle. And so that's kind of the goal um, for me just to get stronger, to honestly, I feel um, I prefer the look and how I feel when, you know, my muscles are more developed and there's less fat. And so that's kind of the goal. And studies have shown you really need, you know, it's a, it's a nice even guideline to go one gram of, of protein per body weight uh, pound per day. I've also read that out of all three macronutrients, protein keeps you more full longer. Yeah, there's definitely, I've seen that as well. The, um, it keeps you satiated, I think is what yeah. they call it. And Which when we're in our cut, like that is very important. <laughs> yeah, different foods have different kind of ratings on how full they'll make you feel, even if they have the same number of calories, which is really kind of interesting when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it that, makes yeah, you... that's something to look into if you're right. struggling with hunger when you're in a calorie deficit, which is what you need to be if you're trying to lose weight. Yeah. And believe me, I've definitely gone through phases where I get lazy and I'm like, okay, I'm going to hit 1700 calories, but like, I'm going to do that with like some cookie dough, like a few chips. And then you find that those kind of like empty calories, they really don't make you full while you're still kind of living in that calories in calories out mentality. As much as you can kind of look a little bit further at the type of calories coming in, especially when you are being active and wanting a specific physique of muscle growth and to maintain your muscle, protein is going to be key. Yeah. And they there's kind of some misconception or some people still uh, maybe believe it with different studies, but I've seen just as many kind of articles and people quoting studies that it's completely safe to have, I believe it's up to a one and a half grams of protein per body weight. Mm. Um, so say you're a hundred pounds, that would be 150 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, you really have to be crazy focused on protein to go over that amount. Mm-hmm. And so I know some people kind of have maybe heard, oh, too much protein can damage different parts of your body, but um, from what I've seen, that's you really have to go extreme to get to those levels. And so you, don't be afraid of protein. Yeah, pack it in. Let's let's maybe talk about for a second before we get to your app. Let's talk a little bit about easy ways that we have found to to reach our limit of grams of protein per day. Yeah. So my biggest focus is eating a ton of chicken. To mm. be honest, which I love chicken and. I'm not a fan. Like, I don't know what happened. Over this last year, I have been so turned off to chicken. I think just like seeing it raw, I feel like I never, and and probably I'm just like not good at cooking it. I don't think I found the right method. Although we did make that chicken last night. We like diced it really tiny and we had it with a stir fry. So we put like soy sauce, sesame seeds, ginger, salt and pepper, and garlic. And it was so good. I think I'm going to have that for lunch today. It was amazing. But usually I stick to, and this is just what we do, obviously. It's not the cleanest way to get protein, but we do a lot. um, Since we're so on the go, I love, there are Pure Protein bars. Mm -hmm. Is that the brand? 
the bars. And the then... bars, because they're like a they're like 190 to 200 calories, but they're about 20 grams of protein, which is very helpful. And it's just like an on-the-go bar that honestly it tastes like candy. Like it's really good. I get the I love the birthday cake flavor. Ethan, what what do you get the chocolate peanut butter? Yeah, chocolate peanut butter. So that's super good. And then um you I know you've seen if you have followed me on Instagram for a while, you've seen the famous protein coffee, which we either get Panera or recently for Christmas, Ethan got me an espresso maker machine machine, machine mm-hmm. that I have not touched yet, but he can make an amazing espresso. And so we ice that, um, or we just get iced black coffee at Panera. Um, cause we have the subscription and then we put in that container of protein. I'm yeah, sure so that's, a, that's a pure protein brand yes, or equate, um, equate, which is the Walmart generic Pretty Which much we have found is like slightly cheaper. So since we're drinking it so much, we usually get the big box at Walmart. Yeah, those, the bars and those kind of pre-made drinks, they are pretty controversial with uh, like fitness purists mm-hmm. and uh, nutritionists. Some people say that there's tons of studies that kind of the artificial sweeteners and preservatives aren't that bad. Other people think it's one of the worst things you can eat. So maybe just do your own research, mm-hmm. but... And here's my... We really love them. Here's our thing is that like for me, I tend to get burned out pretty quickly if I'm doing something extreme. So for me, I like to take it in steps and slowly like remove or reevaluate things that I'm doing or eating. So for me, when I'm starting a cut especially, I am still like, I'm still eating the bars. I am drinking the shakes. We, you know, kind of our like guilty pleasure during our cut is we drink quite a bit of diet soda because I feel like that just kind of like helps you get through and it's just something like sweet and it feels like you're cheating. And then like as you start plateauing in a cut, um, plateauing or like kind of not seeing results as quickly as you did in the beginning of the cut. Either physically or mentally. Right. Then I start kind of evaluating like, okay, what could I replace to make it cleaner to see if there's, you know, that much of a dramatic difference. What we found, like we're not competing, we're not doing anything like super intense with our fitness. So we still need to maintain sort of a a, a lifestyle that's sustainable. So for now, where we're at in our journey and from the research that we've done, we still do those like pre-made drinks and bars. Um, we have found they've been a big help to get our protein. Um, so after we do a bar and a drink, which is kind of in our morning, we're already at 50 grams of protein, which mm-hmm. is great. That's like a third of the way there for me. I will usually do another, I'll do a protein shake I used to blend it all up with ice and spinach and sometimes a banana. But when I cut, I try to get a little bit more simple with those add-in calories. Like for me, I'm like, eh, I'd rather have my 100 calories somewhere else than in like the frozen banana I put in my shake. So Ethan had me do this the other day and it's I actually don't mind it at all. And I've been doing it for when I go down to Wellington at the horse shows because it's just easy. But I pre package in a Ziploc bag, two scoops of protein powder. And I just shake that in a, in like a container of water, of of course, like in my Panera cup, because we have a million Panera cups Mm -hmm. lying around. Um, but I find that that that's super easy and that's another 60 grams of protein. And that is also, you know, like super helpful. So then at that point in time, I haven't even had lunch yet and I have gotten to 
what are we at? 110 grams of protein. So then that makes my, I don't really have to think much about it the rest of the day because naturally in my meals, as long as I have a significant kind of protein, protein source in, in yeah. lunch and dinner, then I'm, I'm usually pretty good. I don't know about you, but I think I spend more time focusing on my animal's nutrition than my own. Since 1985, with roots dating back to 1842, Mana Pro has been committed to providing high-quality, nutritionally wholesome feeds, supplements, and treats for your animals. As a company comprised of animal lovers just like us, Mana Pro understands the desire to provide your animals with the very best. Their passion is happy, healthy pets, and they are the trust partner in providing just that. If you haven't checked out ManaPro before, make sure you do. Their website is manapro.com, M-A-N-N-A-P-R-O.com. I get all of my treats there. My horses absolutely love them, but they have other stuff for other animals, not just for horses. So make sure you go check them out. They are absolutely incredible. So thank you so much, ManaPro. All right, let's get back to the episode. So that's what I like to do. Ethan, do you want to talk a little bit about the app that you use and why you like it? Yeah, so it is called the Carb Manager app. It's a white with a green circle and like a reddish orange M. And so years ago when I was first got into this to really tracking what I eat, I just kind of, I tried a bunch of different ones and this one's free, completely free. They do have like pro levels, but I found that all the features I need are included in the free version, which a lot of the other ones, they kind of held back features I wanted and tried to make you pay for them. And so it also has a really good like library of foods. And so pretty much any food that you search for or uh, the fastest way I like to do it is to use the scan feature. And so you add- the scan your, is so nice. Yeah, you add your, you're adding a food and there's lots of different ways you can add it, but you just click scan, it pulls up your camera, you put it over the barcode, and I would say 95% of the time, it nails it. It pulls up the exact food, the exact nutrition facts, and you just put in how much you ate and log it, and it's there to look at. It's actually the Carb Manager app is, I think it's a keto app, mm-hmm. or it's carb-focused, which is why it's called Carb Manager, which there's really not a whole lot in the design that makes it carb-focused, but I just it still lets you track your protein, your fat, and your carbs, the three macros, and of course your calories. And it has, it's free and it has pretty much every food I eat. And if you, if it doesn't, you can input your own, say there's like a dinner you eat regularly and you don't want to add all the 10 ingredients, you can make one and call it taco dinner. Yeah. You can like make your own little recipe cards yeah. almost. And mm-hmm. it, it keeps track of if you do like one serving of it, then yep, it'll keep track of one. all your macros. Yeah. I think our apps are very similar, actually. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I guess it's kind of like the interface that you just like the best. Yeah, it's just what I've gotten used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I think uh, for us, I know that it can be controversial a bit to track your calories. I can see how it can get very like obsessive and like a big focus of your day. What we have found is, yes, we're like tracking everything that's going in our mouths, but for one, it is really good accountability. A lot of times I opt out of eating something because I don't want to take the time to track it, so I just won't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then two, once you get in a routine of tracking everything you eat, 
it really just becomes, I mean, it's as mundane to me as checking my Instagram account. It's become just like kind of part of my day and what I do. And what I like, Lose It has like a little, a little toggle you can move at the bottom of your day to signify that you've completed the day. And it just is really cool because it keeps track. Like my sister is super good at it. She has done like so like I think almost like a hundred days in a row of tracking. And I, I think it's just like a really cool little feature to, you know, kind of motivate you to make sure that you are tracking that in a row. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I think if you're going to track mentally, you need to make the commitment to yourself to track every single thing you eat. I I've think, struggled with that before, especially yeah. on cheat days. I just don't want to see what yeah, the damage cheat days was. Or when you're first getting started, you're like, oh, I have... 400 calories left and I'm just going to finish off with a little bit of whatever a little snack and dessert mm -hmm. and, and call it 400 call it yeah. yeah when it's like those can really add up <laughs> and like the serving sizes can be really surprising especially in the beginning when you're you know once you've been doing it for a while you can kind of you get a really good feel for serving sizes and weights and things like that but when you're just starting out sometimes you'll be shocked kind of both ways sometimes you know, butter or oils uh, peanut are, butter too. are crazy yeah. dense and really high calories for the volume of food you're eating. But then you have things like popcorn, which is mostly air and, you know, might only be a hundred calories for what feels like a nice, real big serving of popcorn. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You're able to really look into and evaluate what you have been filling up on and yeah, I know those like oils and fats and like avocado and peanut butter. Sometimes, I mean, we go through phases where we just completely avoid all of those things. We stick to cooking spray. We do powdered peanut butter instead of peanut butter. If we really need that kind of peanut butter flavor, we sometimes add powdered peanut butter into our shakes. Yeah, there's, we are completely good with fats and you yes. need fats in your diet, but the powdered peanut butter, if you're not doing it for like on toast or something mm -hmm. where you really are going to get that taste and the it, texture and the texture. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's going to be mixed in any way, then it takes out all that fat without really changing yeah. the taste. Cause I so. think it essentially like dehydrates the peanuts. Yeah. So it removes yep. a lot of the fat. So it's like significantly less calories. So I often, a really good snack that I like to do that's high in protein is we recently found this new yo Greek yogurt and it is very good macros. It's mm -hmm. like pretty low in calories. I think it's like 90 calories for two thirds of a cup, which is a lot of yogurt. And it's like 17 grams. Uh, are you going to go to the, yeah, <laughs> you're going to open the fridge and check it. Um, it's like 17 grams of protein. That one is the plain Greek yogurt. It is, what brand is it? Dannon Light and Fit. Dannon Light and Fit Greek yogurt. Uh, and the, it, the plain is the absolute best. And then, um, as far as the macros, as are. far as macros, yeah. obviously the vanilla tastes amazing, but it's slightly less grams of protein. I believe it's 14 grams of protein per serving instead of 17. Yeah. The, um, the macros, the, you know, the calories and the protein levels on this are pretty much the same as like protein powder or protein shake, which is yeah. pretty nuts. It's so nuts. So what I like to do is I like to cut like a large Honeycrisp apple. Honeycrisp is the best. Don't tell me otherwise. And then I like to take either the plain 
Greek yogurt or the vanilla Greek yogurt of that brand, the Dannon, and mix it in with a serving of the powdered peanut butter. And it is extremely low calorie, extremely high protein for what it is. And it's really filling. Like it's almost like, like I could almost eat that for lunch or sometimes I'll like do two apples and make it a lunch if I'm kind of like running around that day. So that's amazing. So we've just found that we've been able to get really creative with how to take in our protein. So for me in general, if I am really kind of sticking to as like clean of a diet as possible that aligns with my protein goals, that's kind of what it looks like. It's the protein bar, the protein coffee in the morning, the protein shake, which I'll sometimes add spinach to get more greens. I'll do like a salad with chicken or chicken sausage. We love Adel's chicken sausage. It's a little, I mean, being sausage is a little higher fat content for what the protein is, but for me, it's so tasty. It's like, it tastes so good, which sometimes you just need that. And then, you know, something with protein, maybe a little bit of rice and vegetables for dinner. Um, we've been doing rice or we also love to air fry. I'll like slice up potatoes really small, almost in hash brown form or like little French fries and we air fry them. So that's super good. We air fry chicken sometimes, but yeah, we've found that really focusing on the protein, kind of filling up your plate with vegetables and and other greens are super important. And then just making sure you're measuring your carbohydrates that you add and your fats that you add. And so we have found that using an app is super helpful to do those goals. It really does fluctuate though, as we kind of opened this episode with, as far as what your calorie amount should be based on your goals. If you are wanting to maintain calories, that's one figure, you know, lower calories and raise your calories for a weight gain or a weight loss. Those are completely different. So there's a lot of resources online where you can kind of calculate that. You can speak to a nutritionist, um, someone someone that has like a body tracker. Um, sometimes your gym will have one as well. And that kind of gives you a little bit better of a read or gives you some more data to give you, you know, a little bit more of a specific number. But yeah, any like type your of body fat percentage right. or your BMI or Yeah, we keep track of our body fat percentage, I pretty much check it every couple weeks, usually every two weeks, because I have a body tracker at my gym. So I can just go check in. And I find that that's sometimes more important to me than the number on the scale, because I am constantly looking to see how much muscle I have gained and how much fat I am losing. That's kind of the physique that I like more. It involves a little bit more muscle tone everywhere. I have a little bit bigger, you know, quads and hamstrings and glutes. I have toned shoulders and arms and that's just what I have preferred as far as a look and just physically how I was made and genetic. I have found that that physique is the most sustainable. I know that there's a lot of talk about what the ideal physique is for an equestrian, and a lot of times uh, people will say that it is that really like long, lean, not a lot of muscle tone, skinny, skinny type of vibe, and that's fine. I have just found for me personally that having a little bit more muscle on me is uh, what my body is, is most comfortable with. I can gain muscle fairly easily. 
which is fun because I love I love you know growing my glutes. I love growing my hamstrings. I think I, I find it challenging and fun to be able to lift heavy. But for overall riding, like I've talked about in the fitness episode in episode 207, it really is important to be able to strengthen your legs and your core and your back for riding and for overall balance. Um, it's really important to make sure that your core is strong. So a lot of weight training that we do in the gym, even though it's not ab specific, Ethan does specific, specific ab days. I don't usually do them, but I find that a lot of the movements that I do, like squats and uh, deadlifts and some compound weight training movements do incorporate a lot of core. I do do back days, which obviously your back is part of your core muscles, but you, really using that core, I do like kind of, I mean, again, going back to 207, I do a lot with rows and back to be able to feel that same kind of motion of pulling back on the reins. But when it comes to nutrition in the equestrian lifestyle, we're all super busy in general. And so finding ways to be able to take on that protein on the go while finding kind of a routine that works for you. For me, while I would love to go out to eat for every meal and eat creative food, like I'm definitely a foodie, what I have found when I am trying to really stick to my goals is keeping things consistent. And honestly, I found it's easier to keep things a little bit repetitive when it comes to my nutrition. Ethan can do that like all year round. Like you, you honestly, I feel like could live on protein and like chicken and broccoli. Yeah, the sweets. <laughs> the sweets are the only thing that oh, yeah, really pull me away. Big old sweet tooth over yeah, here. But <laughs> I would rather have a bag of chips over sweets. But that's yeah, just but me. I have found. It makes it super easy to track, just kind of eating the same thing. Um, when I'm really busy, it makes it really simple. I don't have to really think about, oh, what meals am I having this week and, you know, a complex grocery shop and taking all that time to enter a new food every single t- every single meal. Does into your the app allow you to just pull stuff from the day before, previous yeah. days? Oh, yeah. When, yeah. I, when I add something in, it automatically pulls up in order what I've entered last. And so that makes it really quick to add things when you repeat. Definitely. So to recap, I would say following an app to track your overall calories and your macros is super important. If you have a specific, you know, like thing that you're looking to accomplish or any health issues or things like that, obviously we're not professionals. So consult your doctor and nutritionist. There might be a percentage you know, or part of your macros that it makes sense for you to be higher fat than we're doing or higher carbs than we're doing or lower, lower protein, vice versa, whatever. So make sure that you're talking to someone who uh, has the science to back it up. We have done our own fair share of research and this is what we found works really well for us. We both have very active lifestyles. We both work out at least six days a week. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to figure out there's kind of some uh, trial and error mm-hmm. with figuring out, okay, what is, what is your base calories if you're going to maintain the exact weight based on your um, activity levels. Right. But there's calculators online. When I first started, I liked to do uh, just kind of Google like macro calculator and then put in all the information because your needs will change over time. Well, depending on your age, of course, your activity level. If you're young and you're still growing in height, that'll make a huge difference. And so just over time, I'll kind of every once in a while go back to the calculators. I like to do different ones because 
uh, as much of a science as it is, people's bodies react differently. Like somebody with my exact age, height, weight works out as much as I do, they still might need less or more calories Mm -hmm. to maintain the exact same weight. It's just the way your body burns fuel is going to be a little bit different. So those calculators are kind of a best guess or an average. And so if you do a few of them and take your own average from those, I mean, hopefully they'll be pretty close so that you'll be in the ballpark. And then you can adjust that based on if you're seeing progress towards your goals or say you want to lose weight, but it's not really safe or sustainable sometimes to lose a ton really quickly. Mm -hmm. And so you might say, oh, I'm actually losing a little bit too much. So I, I, you know, give yourself the freedom to add back in calories or add back in. Maybe if you do add, try to add them as protein, because as we talked about before, it's hard to get too much protein. A lot of overall calories are also calculated in like a week's time and like losing a pound a week or gaining a pound a week it's kind of like all in this like week span so what i encourage you to do is also like make yourself try try one plan diligently for a period of time don't go day by day and i find i do better when it's hard because sometimes i get into a habit or like i'm seeing good results and i want to check my scale every day but my general rule of thumb especially when things start to get a little bit not plateauing but it's getting harder and harder for me to lose weight you know at the end of a cut or i'm getting closer and closer to my goal and it's almost like splitting hairs taking some time away from the scale and maybe checking your weight or checking your body fat percentage once a week or every two weeks, that's where you're going to see the realistic difference. The the daily fluctuations, I think on average, like a woman's body fluctuates like six pounds in a day. And that can, even, that can be so many things. That can be due to hormones. That can be water weight. That can be so many things. So it can get a little obsessive, but it can get a lot. Also, it can be a little inaccurate to be weighing yourself every day or multiple times a day or whatever. You really need to work in averages Mm -hmm. over longer spans of time. Right. I like to say do at least a month of something consistently. Yeah. Because then evaluate. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. for the most part, if you do something for a month, you're not going to get those like false positives or negatives or you know, whatever you want to call it, that is basically saying, oh, this isn't working, even though it is, a month should be plenty that if you aren't getting the results you want, or something's not quite working, you know, the scale or the body fat measurements, or even just the way you feel and look uh, should be a good indicator by a month. Well, Ethan, thank you for taking the time and chatting a little bit about nutrition. My pleasure. a big part of what we do. And I think if you can, if you have a plan and you are willing to stick to it, even when you don't want to, you're going to, you're going to see huge changes. And Ethan is like such a good example of this because during his bulks, he literally gains like 20 pounds of muscle and maybe a little bit of fat in there too. (laughs) Definitely not 20 pounds of muscle. I wish. Yeah. That's always the goal is as much of the bulk as possible to be muscle, but it's obviously always there's going to be some fat in there too. And then he sticks to a plan so well. And it's just doing these little baby bite-sized goals over a long period of time 
And every time without fail, he loses that weight and then he's like so shredded. It's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) More than that, it's now that I've been doing this for a few years, it's just the overall lifestyle and the way I feel, the confidence, and just the fact that I was able to accomplish that is what honestly is the bigger uh, benefit from, from eating well. Uh, of course, it's great to look nice and to, to look your best. If I like to time it with to be like at my slimmest when we, go, when we travel or when I know I'm going to be photographed more. And that's all well and good. But I found just the confidence I gain and in myself and in my ability to, to pull through mm-hmm. was something that honestly, it's pretty simple, but it's hard. There's a reason why not many people are hitting their fitness and nutrition goals or you know, why obesity is a big problem in this country. And to be able to, to you know, stick to something that is also good for you mm-hmm. in the long run. The cool thing is yeah. too, it's like an amazing hobby and lifestyle and goal for yourself that literally doesn't have to cost any money. Yeah, just like a gym membership. Right. And there's ways to do and, it and without food, that. Even but if you like want. it doesn't have to be you don't have to, you know, buy the most expensive food. You don't have to hire a trainer. You don't have to pay for an app even. But just, you know, I think we've have found a way to be able to do this in a cost-effective way where you see big results, where we have gained a ton of confidence, where we have just had the confidence that oh my gosh, when we stick to X, Y, and Z, this happens and it's so fun. So I feel like Mm -hmm. that's been really um, empowering for us in our lives is to be able to kind of go through this chapter. Yeah, it's a really easy way to see how consistent work gets results. And almost more than anything else, you can't get results without consistency. You can't Mm -hmm. work out and eat well for one week and have an amazing transformation. It has to be consistent. And those kind of lessons or those habits translate amazingly well to um, running a small business, to having goals in your career. To riding um, better, accomplishing certain goals in riding. Yes, it's absolutely. Huge. Any Really any goals in your life, your family, your faith, your relationships, uh, friendships, as well as, you know, like we just talked about businesses and all of that can be uh, improved by consistency and hitting goals. I say this all the time, and I feel like it works for pretty much anything in life. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So I think if you can really kind of tie that into, I I say that that to my riding clients all the time, that it's not about this one show this weekend. It's about all the days before and after and kind of how you put in the work to get the results in time. So same with fitness, same with nutrition. It's setting a goal for setting small goals for yourself that you are able to attain every single day. You accomplish them every single day, and then you get to kind of reap the benefits of that work. So with that, we will leave you. Let us know if you have any questions. We'd be happy to answer them in in terms of nutrition. We're happy to answer anything about fitness as well and what we do. But until next time, thank you so much, Ethan. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys soon. 
All right, that is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much and I will talk to you next week.